On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Kidder and I are joined by the legendary Phil Parker. We get to find out, you know, how's retirement treated him? What's he up to these days? Kidder and him are going to reminisce about their days in radio and tell some stories. It's a really great time with a lot of laughs. Phil unfortunately couldn't stay the whole show, but don't worry, Kidder and I stay on. We talk for a bit about the Royal Rumble, some final thoughts on that. We also chat about a couple of controversies. And hey, the local geek shared an interesting story with us. What is it? What happened? Well, you'll have to just stay and watch, but don't worry, you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork all beverage, prophecies, enjoy time with friends. The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks! Okay, oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. The podcast with a heart of gold, but an exoskeleton of dead to the aluminum. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, Howie Blues, with that kind of in- introduction, I feel at least silver. So we're going for <laughs> we're going for the the basement tonight. But you know what? I I know as we were talking before the show, and you let me know earlier today and yesterday, you're not quite feeling a hundred percent. And I know we gotta be a hundred fifty million percent to really top this show off. And so you know, I said. What could be better? What could be better on a Friday night than hanging out with one good buddy, but having a second and not allowing them to kick in the damn door of the bar because we know that thing is barely hanging on the way it is. So I brought him in the front door, not the back door. And we're here. I'm proud to bring in the first time to the triple B, the one and only Phil Parker. Welcome Good evening. Oh, How are you doing? Man, it's it's an honor to have you on the show. You know, we, we've had a couple distinguished guests on the show, but nobody who actually knows what they're doing as much as you do. So we're glad <laughs> to have you here. <laughs> But I'm not a podcast veteran, though. This is I'm a rookie pro- podcaster. This is this is all new to me. No, no. The best thing about this, you don't have to push any buttons to make sure that you actually go on the air. It's just nope. here. <laughs> it's a little weird. I'm not in control like like the old days. Yeah, uh, were we ever in control? Let's be honest. Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> Not completely. <laughs> so, so we're we're kind of doing a little bit of the uh, inside baseball, is what they say. But uh, yeah. Phil Parker, radio legend, really across the country from top to bottom, and in most Canadian provinces. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> you got to tell us get, who who the hell is Phil Parker? Uh, I'm trying to find myself. That's. Uh... Well, I don't know. I'm an old, I'm an old retired radio guy now living in Columbus, Indiana. Well, it's, uh, you know, we, you know, as you might've heard before I retired that we had to move here for reasons for, you know, regarding my wife's health kind of, and we also had a daughter and grandkids who live down here. So, um, we're struggling through winter. We had a 27 degree day today and the Arctic blast that, that, uh, life the came to a polar stand. vortex, the polar vortex. That's right. 
Yeah, the Siberian Express. Uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, the uh, what was it? The the bomb. The the bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclones. And, yeah, and you have uh, atmospheric rivers now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we're down here now, and I uh, spend my time doing a little bit of this, you know, on occasion with with uh, some voice stuff and. Uh, not much time. I, I don't get up at 4 a.m. anymore. Haven't. Uh, Dang. Haven't said, my, my digital alarm is still set to go off at 4 if I ever bother to turn that on, but I haven't yet. Uh, so, so I haven't done that. And I spent some time doing, you know, we, we've had a lot of projects with this house we got down here. So that's been a lot of effort. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, I've got my little hobbies I like to do, build model airplanes and uh do a little golf and and you know uh, raiding antique malls like we do on occasion down here so it's uh life life is life is good i am i'm happy to hear that everything went in the right direction and that it wasn't for the witless protection program no 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 <laughs> wonderful well welcome to the show glad to have you here i'm i'm honored that you grace us with your presence and uh this may look a little familiar to you, but uh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, the there it is. All right. Hey, Mark Kidder. Living large on the Triple B set. So, the Mark Kidder. And, uh, and don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. <laughs> so, it's great to have you on because now we can finally legitimately tell both of those stories of where that came from and the second part of, of the. But uh, obviously, before we get to the storytelling, the best part of the show, at least the fan favorite, I think, is yes. what's on tap. So, Ooh. Our, uh, you being our guest tonight, Mr. Parker, uh, what do you have on tap? I just happen to have a frosty mug sitting here. Oh, where did that come from? How weird, huh? This is insane. The so now this is where you actually review these beers and tell what you're tasting and, and all that, right? We go into great detail about that. You can go in depth as you want. Yes, uh, tell us okay, about. Okay, uh, my choices are uh, Grain Belt, Blatz, or Bud Light. What do you What do you want? Well, Howard's been on a Grain Belt kick lately, and uh, the funny thing that, is, we haven't had any Canadian beers on the show yet. And uh, I mean, so really, you can you can go just mix all three of them. It'll be fine. Actually, actually, here's my here's my real choices. No, no. Uh, one one day out shopping. This is during the Christmas season. Did you guys see this where they had the Advent calendar collection of beer? <laughs> Did you see this? I missed that one. No. Oh, okay. Here's the deal. Okay, this is at the giant warehouse store. I won't say names because they're not buying advertising in your show. Thank you but very anyway, much. So, so it was very reasonably priced. So they had 24 different beers in this pack for like $17. It was clearance price. Okay, I'm a clearance guy. What can I say? So anyway, here's here's a couple of them. Just the regular New England style pale ale. We have the Vienna Lager. Um, we also That's let's see back salty. in my mini fridge still. I have a cranberry one, a pumpkin spice one, uh, which I'm saving for the wife. She gets to have that. But there were there was a uh, thousand you know, there's 24 different flavors. So that was a lot of fun. As and most of it's gone, as you might expect. Um, and then I found this one recently, which I was become one of my favorites. This is another seasonable one uh, from Youngling. And this is a Hershey's chocolate beer. Have you tried that yet? That's right up, right up Howard's alley. He loves the chocolate beers. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, 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 it, this is a good one. Have you tried this one, Howard? No, I, I have not. He was mostly being sarcastic about the liking chocolate beers. <laughs> oh man. I, I love them. But you know what? What can I say? I love chocolate. So, um, but I, I haven't tried the Vienna lagers, so I'll be, perhaps I'll try one of these. Okay. Go for Let's it. Go for it. We'll try the Vienna lager. Am I pouring that correctly? Unfortunately, it's been out of the freezer long, so it doesn't have that frosted mug where you don't get the little ice chunks on the side. There you go. Cheers, folks. Cheers, Phil. And after you so, get that, that first sip there. You do I review this then? Yeah, review it. Tell us all about it. Tell us what's in it. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Actually, it's... it's um, I like it. It's uh, Vienna Lager. It's got a little taste of Vienna sausages, just a little hint of Vienna sausages, as you might expect in something like that. Um, a little taste of whorehound candy. Um, have you ever had whorehound candy? Um, just a little hint of that. Very specific taste, yes. I think I tasted a ladybug leg, just a little teeny one. It just kind of gives a little body. Um, very bubbly, and I taste a lot of bubbles, and 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 it's cold. So, would you say that it would be good to drink if you're out celebrating a Super Bowl from some team out of Wisconsin? I would think so, absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely think so. I love it. So there we go. Now, now you got to get some Vienna sausages real quick, right out of the freezer, <laughs> and just start dunking Vienna them sausages there. and beer. Well, what do you guys have, Howard? What do you got tonight? Well, uh, since I unfortunately am fighting a bug and such, <clears throat> uh, I'm not getting to drink any fun alcohol, so I'm just settling for a uh, 1919 root beer. So, 1919 root beer. I love it. About, about the best I could do. Plus, I was out of brisk tea, so. Oh. Yeah. The local geek will be disappointed. Well, give us the Nothing facts wrong with on it. Beer. I, I was just talking about 1919 earlier today. Give us the goods. Yeah, so it's a really good root beer. Uh, I'm trying to remember where it's out of. Ah, yeah, it's out of New Ulm, Minnesota. So that's really all they had to give you on the can. But yeah, it's a decent root beer. A fun fact for you, it's it's made by Grain Belt at their uh, Grain Belt facilities. Hey, did not know that. The more you know. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, I used I to love Grain Belt Premium. <laughs> that, you know, that, that, that stuff's pretty good, actually. We like, was... we like it. Mm-hmm. And what was the Grain Belt one two they had that uh, they came out with a few years ago? It was a newer one. That they, what was that? It was a blueberry ale. Oh, I had never had that. Howard didn't like it, but I loved it. No, they had another one. It was a real. It was real common, but it was just it was something one of their newer products. Oh, they had Northeast as well. That I think that might have been it. That, that was like the pale ale yeah. version that's supposed yeah. to, supposed to be very good. like Scandinavian or something. 
but yeah, I, I did kind of like that. I haven't had that one, especially on this show. I think I've only tried it once. Tonight, though, going to Colorado and the New Belgium Brewing Company Ooh. with the 1554. I believe That's I've had this. Well. Yes, especially over all of these centuries. That beer's 700 years old. And it's only 6% alcohol. I don't, know, I don't know how they do it. But uh, it's surprisingly, even for that old, it's only 12 fluid ounces. Uh, let's see here. What are anything else? Uh, it's part of the Belgian collection. So this came all the way across the sea from Belgium to New Belgium. So very, very excited about that. Uh, and then they claim to have brewed it in Fort Collins, Colorado, or Asheville, North Carolina. They claim. So they say. They say. And guess what? It's surprisingly bright taste with a dry, chocolatey finish. And it's an enlightened uh -huh, chocolate. There we go. Brewed with spice. So we'll put that into the North Dakota Fighting Sioux Yeti. Ooh, there we go. Drop that in there, and <clears throat> that's a cheap plug for the old Fighting Sioux, as always. Because Where are they playing this weekend? There's no effing Hawks. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Hold on. Hold. Oh, come Hold. on, Kidder. I thought you'd know this on top of your head. Uh, you shouldn't have to tonight. look this up. <laughs> they're apparently not playing tonight. Unless they are. And then. It, of course, I was telling you, you know, that was one of my yeah. favorite finds. You know, like I said, you know, we raid antique malls on occasion down here. Was uh, <clears throat> one of the beauties of living down at a place that doesn't do hockey much is I ran across a flag, a fighting a fighting Sioux Forever flag, you know, full-size flag at an antique mall here. <laughs> $2.50, but if you paid with cash, it was a buck 75. Wow. So <laughs> had to I had to bring that home. <clears throat> and now that proudly is uh, displayed in my basement. I'm you have no idea how happy that makes me. And, and yeah. I, you sent me the photo, and I'm just, I, no words. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, it's great when you live down in a place that doesn't appreciate hockey like we do. Uh, because years ago, when I worked in Illinois, um, I worked with a guy, we were doing this public TV auction, and we'd go and help out for a little bit. So he was working one night when I wasn't, and he came back, and the next day came up with this genuine. Wayne Gretzky autographed photo and said, here you go. And I said, oh, thanks. What do I owe you? He said, oh, it cost me a whole dollar. So I bid on it and I got it for a dollar. One dollar. For Gretzky. <laughs> uh, thanks. I'll just put that in a photo frame and uh, yep. then put it in the safe. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's got creased at some point, but oh. it's still there. I, I still have it hanging and, and I enjoy it. It's, it's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, for the record, the Fighting Sioux are off tonight and tomorrow. They play again in Denver on the 10th and 11th. Okay. Which is after this airs. And so the weekend Denver, of the, the Fighting Omelets. Yeah. And uh, the former Dasher dancer himself, El Guapo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Guazdecki, who used to be down there. All uh -huh. uh, five foot two of him. And. He was angry during one game at the Ralph. So he got so hot, he was standing on top of the dashers, screaming at the officials across the ice. 
They didn't give him his answer, so he got down off the dashers, walked across the ice, screamed at the officials until they ejected him and said, get the hell out of here. (laughs) And then he made the walk of shame back across the ice as people were booing him. And that's when we started calling him El Guapo. But uh, Very good. And now you know the rest of the story. The the Fighting Huskies come to town on the 17th and 18th, and then Colorado College on the 24th and 25th. All right. So, all right. Now that we've told some stories. Now you got to hear about this beer you've got. Tell some more stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the notes. Do taste the chocolate. It's very smooth. A little creamy taste to it. So it does have a a nice taste. And I think uh, I had tried this on the show before. Local Geek will, of course, uh, make the official determination if I did or not. And overall, I'd give it a solid four. No, 3.75 out of five. Out of what? Five. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's it's not too bad. It goes actually, down Vienna, pretty smooth. The Vienna Lager actually has a very similar taste to uh, Sam Adams' Oktoberfest. Would be a very good comparison, which I enjoy. I love that stuff. For a second, I thought you were going to say salt water, so I'm, I'm glad it went a different direction there. <laughs> I also have to mention, uh, Howard, I think you noticed this, and uh, you know Phil kind of pointed it out, but he's got the good equipment behind him, and he's using the uh, the, the budget stuff for our show. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> well, I don't really have much for video, so I figured this is the best way to do it. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's the next thing. You're going to have to be a, a correspondent for the Triple B and, and uh, start giving us uh, excerpts of what you're up to during the week. And, and, and then that'll really take off and we'll get, um, I don't know, another uh, at least dozen viewers. We, uh, you know, we, we have some exciting things to report down here. You know, we had uh, uh, Mike Pence is from Columbus, you know. Uh, although the the house they found his documents wasn't in Columbus, it was near Indianapolis. But I think he still has a house here, so I'll have to go find that house and look and see if I can find some documents. Are they next to the uh, Camaro or the Ferrari or what? Oh, his garage. Uh, in the exactly. garage. Exactly. So, uh, uh, for those of you now, looking we... for the political joke, there it is. No. <laughs> we must so now. And then, uh, you know, in, in next a year from April, we've got the total eclipse of the sun coming. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I've always wanted to see one, so that's that's one good reason to be down. So I may rent my basement out for that. Because <laughs> people out. freak out over those things. I mean, it, it's, they go crazy over those total eclipses. It's a good thing it's not a total eclipse of the heart, though, because then... No, that would, be, that would be sad. Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> God rest her soul. Is she alive? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> We're off to a great start. So, so how did you get the name The Mark Kidder? You were you teased that earlier. Now we're dying to know. Uh, well, I mean, it, it does go back a few years because, you know, before I had the the honor of being a co-host on your show for... I don't know. It was a good six months, and then they're like, this is too funny. We have to split them up. (laughs) We can't have this anymore. (laughs) Uh, I was just Mark Kidder 
until until we got paired together, and then uh, then I became the Mark Kidder, and and really it's it's thanks to uh, to your show. So we were well. It was someone who wrote you, right, and and said or something, or and they said you the Mark Kidder. Wasn't it something yeah. along those lines? Uh, so a friend of mine, originally from rugby, uh, her dad's a farmer, and uh, she and I went to college together. And her dad, avid radio listener to the station you used to be on, and uh, I used to be on. And uh, it happened to be her birthday and so like everybody uh, on my facebook list to especially if i don't remember but they haven't listed that's their birthday i'll just wish them a happy birthday it's a little something to hopefully bring a ray of sunshine into somebody's life so uh, i did that and apparently her dad had been you know scrolling through facebook or whatnot and saw my name on there and then uh wishing her a happy birthday on her facebook page and so he calls her right after he sees this and goes hey it, I, I saw that mark kidder wished you a happy birthday on your facebook page and she's like yeah he's like is that is that uh, uh mark kidder from the radio like is that the mark kidder <laughs> and she's like yes that that is the Mark Kidder, and don't you forget it. So so then she then she told me, and then we had a good laugh because uh, I don't know by that time and, it was probably that stuck eight in the morning and <laughs> yes. It, it, what really what really cemented that piece of it is when you got the voice guy to do the news intro for me, <laughs> the, the Mark Kidder. Mark Kidder. <laughs> Because that, then it's over. I mean, the voice guy did it, right? You can't argue with the voice guy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we and had then, some fun. And, yeah. you know, you and I, Mark, we had a lot of fun on that morning show for the time we, we did it together. And uh, we we came across, we did some pretty good bits together, which still, uh, they, they live today. You know, if you go to the uh, um, iHeart app or Spreaker, if you Google, or if you, you know, search Phil Parker show, uh, I've got to, all my uh, about a year or two's worth of my stuff is on. There were bits, and towards the end, I know I replayed the uh, our favorite Drizzle Chasers bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's Drizzle right Chaser. up towards the top of the list. So if you want to <laughs> check out Drizzle Chasers, it's still there and it will live in infamy. Um, but uh, so, what was your favorite bit that we did, Mark? Well, you know, out of the produced ones, I remember the the two specifically that we did: the Drizzle Chasers, which I think. Well, is really a crowd favorite, and then the second one was uh, the pilot car academy. I knew you <laughs> because pilot cars drivers are hot. Yeah, <laughs> like so hot. <laughs> they are so hot, like so hot. But it was, it was great. We had that. And the other one I like was Tornado Safety Week too. Was good. <laughs> that wasn't bad, but we had some good ones. You and I, we we did some good stuff together. We had a lot of fun. And even even uh, interviewing people, uh, of course, you and uh, your relationship with the folks at Lizard Lake Towing in uh, Lizard Lake, right. North Shirley. Carolina. Is it North Carolina or South Carolina? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Lizard yep. Lake, North Carolina, yeah. Yep. So the folks there at Lizard Lake Towing, uh, we interviewed Hot Lips uh, Houlihan. 
Yeah, uh, we did. That's and, right. And and she passed. That interview was super bizarre. I remember after it was done, that was we, so weird. We both looked at each other. What just happened? <laughs> that was eight minutes. Eight minutes of radio. I don't know if that. I don't know if I have that. Do you still have that interview, or do I? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know my archive in my home office is not what uh, I had at the uh, yeah. at the station. No, so no, mine neither. Uh, hopefully, I can I can sneak in there one of these days and do a a, a full database copy of that stuff because it's yeah, still. I mean, you know, I'd love that, man. Because I went back the other day. Bernie Sanders was doing a thing now where he's doing an arena tour, basically saying, "I hate capitalism." So I was going to post on my. I, you know, I haven't done much posting or anything, uh, but I was going to put on my Phil Parker Show Facebook page. <laughs> which is still there uh you know it, you know bernie's out to it but i had a bit about bernie all oh, bernie sanders in the book about capitalism and then i thought that would be appropriate a good time for that but unfortunately that one i have all kinds of other bernie sanders bits but that one i don't have yet so right. uh, there's a lot of stuff i don't have i was able to save a lot of it but uh, a lot of it's you know still in the uh uh, what is it the uh what was it the disney fault the uh, the the k-fire vault forever yes. so. it's, it's locked in the vault and this is the, <laughs> the only time it comes vault. out <laughs> don't so. miss your opportunity to own yeah. this or it will be gone forever that's okay. right except so. on the pirate market uh we we also interviewed uh former Sheriff John Bennell, the host of the world's wildest police we did. chase video. That's right. That's right. Uh, we did. Was that another one of our bits? Nine was it uh, the the car? Well, I remember I did the one star emergency the, with the with the car chase because you and I always talked about we would love to have an all high speed car chase cable channel. That was kind of one of our dreams. A twenty-four-seven channel of police chases because and, you can't turn away from them when, it, and they never carry them anymore like they used to. But man, you'd be watching cable news and I said, "Oh, let's go to Los Angeles," and you'd see these cars driving, and you couldn't stop watching it until you see what happens. So it's like, boy, just think if you had a twenty-four-hour channel of live car chases, it would it would be gangbusters. <laughs> Howard looks like he's all over it. He's he's like, I'm in. <laughs> Howard's trying to stay awake, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh that's, that's more the truth of it. Trying yeah, to it's the NyQuil talking. It's it's just like when we were on the air on, uh, together before. Exactly. <laughs> People listening, trying to stay awake. <laughs> we just like to have background noise. Ladies and gentlemen, the basketball highlights. For Mark us. and I also shared our love of the NBA, didn't we? <laughs> Good lord, LeBron! Shut up, LeBron. <laughs> that was one of our favorite games, LeBron or no LeBron. Were we around when we played that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'd have listeners with Fox News coming up at the top of the hour at six o'clock. Before that, we'd have listeners guess, will Fox News mention LeBron or not? And if they were correct, they'd win a prize. Yeah, because more, during basketball season, about 50% of the newscasts, wouldn't you say they they managed to sneak LeBron in, whether he was playing or not? Yeah. They'd say, it this guy, LeBron. Chris Webber scored 47 points in Twitter. LeBron James had 12. It's like, well, who cares? Why? Or LeBron James had 12 points. Chris Webber had 47. Anyway. <laughs> they love their LeBron, right? <laughs> he will not go away. 
So you could probably still play that game today, except now it's did LeBron actually play last night or not? He's <laughs> out absolutely so many games. Absolutely. Legitimate sports talk for pretty much once on this show, other than hockey. <laughs> there you go. The, the hey, I might piece. go to a hockey game down here, Mark. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, we were two hours away from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. So uh, my wife and I may venture over February 23rd to see the Wild will be in Columbus for that. So we go. may do that. You'll be wearing your, your Zach Breezy jersey? I may do that. Which now is a, a relic of past times. Because I don't think Columbus is the type of beat you up if you're wearing an opposing <laughs> jersey town, you know? Like, I'd never go into Eagles Stadium wearing Viking stuff, you know? You can't do that. Uh, I have to tell you, what the, the time that I went to the XL Energy Center and the Avalanche beat the Wild in the shootout, and the whole section around me, uh, and Ruboy Kyle, he, the two of us was there, and of course, Ruboy Kyle's a Blackhawks fan, so he was wearing okay. his, his Hawks jersey, and that was the year that the Blackhawks set the longest season start record of undefeated until the Avalanche beat them. Oh, wow. Ha-ha. Uh, but this was in mid-streak, and everybody's razzing him because, you know, we're like, we know why he's dressed like an idiot, but why are you here? And he's like, well, because I want to watch some good hockey, and obviously the Hawks are better than your team. and Stuff like that. He's wearing a Sioux <laughs> cap, too, and, and so we were having a good time. We both of us almost got uh, jumped outside the XL Energy Center too, because of course, really, we're we're running out, you know, in Avs and Hawks gear, and and the Wild just lost, and so hey, and we're like, we're just we're just walking to our car. Um, we'll, we're how many cups have you won? Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> so we we didn't get jumped, thankfully, but that was a good a good trip. Um, with, with the Fox news stuff, that's where we, we came up, uh, with the, the mumbling onto the next story. <laughs> so like, well, I'm kind of none of that little story. That's where, we also story. Came, that's where we also came with our form of communicating. Thanks. thanks. Lisa LaSera. Wasn't that Lisa LaSera? Uh, <laughs> thanks Mark. Th- there were, there were a good handful of them. Um, Sabrina Sabah, Fox News Radio. Uh, <laughs> That's right, Sabrina Sabah. She, she was one of them, and uh, I mean, Dave Anthony, Fox News Radio. But they always came back, and Dave, thanks. Dave, thanks. And I, you know, I kind of wonder if they got that from South Park, because in the the smug episode they they ran around going thanks and so in a not so, still alive too isn't it yes you get plenty of material crazy. from them that's crazy <laughs> mm. thanks thanks um, and then the the uh the other one because the uh and don't you forget it with with the Mark Kidder, the Mark Kidder, that's right. So so our our former boss and I were filling in because uh, you were on vacation for a couple of weeks doing some things. And hey, you know, Mark, yeah, we should also all right. You know, speaking of things uh, of fond memories, we should one little toast. Yes, to the man, the legend, the late Orville Baylor, right? Yeah, you Orville. Clowns. 
You clowns! Orville passed away Christmas Eve. And Orville was a guy, he's the most powerful man in Zap, North Dakota. He was about 81 years old, I believe, when he passed away. Uh, but uh, he was the yearly guy on the, the Ballard Resort trip. We go to fishing, walleye fishing, and we had more fun with that guy than uh, than you could imagine. He Boy, he partied with the rest of them well into his 70s. He was, he was the, the, the fact that he made it to 81 is very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was smoking the straights. <laughs> he, he, he was chain smoking the straights, and uh, uh, you, he'd oh, drink yeah. you under the table, and uh, yeah. he'd get up before you, and uh, he was just—he <laughs> was a hoot on the trip. He um, was—he 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 was quite the guy. My my uh, sadness for for the trip when when we went up to Ballard's is. The day that it was a record high, eighty-four degrees up there. Got a little dehydrated, Mark. I I kind of looked like your your wild jersey there. <laughs> I was I was trying to tell Mark when we're out there on this hot, still day. Drink some water, buddy. Drink the water, yeah, because you're going to pay swear, for it. Ed. I swear I drank enough, but apparently not quite. Two liters was not enough water. Oh. I I. Uh, I was spinning and uh you looked a bitter. little pasty. <laughs> it was bad. I, I wish that I could have spent that night uh hanging out with you clowns and listening to Orville tell the stories. But uh, yeah, the bus the the eight and a half hour bus ride there and back or twelve hours was was fun. So yeah, cheers cheers to Orville and and Godspeed. Hopefully we'll we'll get to see you on the other side. But exactly. I, re- I still oh, remember the when, we were, be biting. when we were when we were taking off. Remember the parking lot? We called in to uh, to do a live hit of uh, yeah. We're gearing up to go to Ballard's Resort, and we're we're in the parking lot here by McDonald's. Uh, everybody's loading their gear onto the bus. We're about to take off, and here here's Orville Baylor. And, you remember that we had him on the phone? Oh, absolutely. And uh, he started. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> Both of us look at each other. Uh, I hope nobody else got that. <laughs> uh, oh. It was fun. But, uh, man, rest in peace, Orville. I appreciate the humor. Yeah. Um, so the other story there, you were you were on vacation, and so I was filling in with uh, with our former boss, and uh, we were about to go to break, and he's talking about you know the next uh, segment coming up, but uh, news with Mark Kidder, and I go, oh, hey, that's the Mark Kidder, and, and don't so you forget, forget it. it. <laughs> the look. <laughs> And dead silence for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit the break. Oh, and man. Like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to laugh or I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I'm radio, everybody. Will I be here after the next 30 seconds? We don't know. Oh, too I'm funny. on the other side. Oh, that was that's hilarious. Uh, well... Aside from the fun that that we had together making uh, that thirty second commercial as well, promoing the morning show, and uh, I, I pulled that up about six months ago. I found it somehow, <clears throat> and uh, the humorous thing is, I'm standing in the corner or the background somewhere, or sitting in the the background, 
in every shot in that commercial. Just, just, <laughs> there's no reason for it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Just standing or sitting in the background. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not, not mentioned at all. I'm just there because <laughs> there's, there's no reason. Um, uh, what else? Let's we see. avoided professionalism at every possible turn. <laughs> We, we can't have anything, you know, too good because no. we might get syndicated and then we're stuck to rules. <laughs> exactly. I want that to happen. It's like this show. We can't be too good. We might get viewers. No. no you don't want listeners. people to have expectations, do you? Right. But the funny thing with it is we're on all the platforms. So the video version goes on YouTube and then yeah. the audio version goes on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, Podbean. Did I miss any, Howard? Yeah, probably one or two, but that's all right. <laughs> We're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like I said, if you want to catch my old stuff that's still there at the iHeart or Spreaker or whatever, Phil Parker's do, but also... Um, I do have a website, which <laughs> I don't really want. The web address is really right now. It's it's kind of a new startup thing. So I've linked it to my Phil Parker Show Facebook page, and I've got something new I'm going to put on there on Monday or so. That a little project I did recently for somebody and involving. I do. I'll tell you kind of what it is. I had uh, uh, someone request. They had some of the birthday coming up, so they said they wanted all the ex-presidents to wish this person a happy birthday. So I said, sure, I'll do that. And so I had all the ex-presidents I do. Uh, We had Richard Nixon. We had Ronald Reagan. We had Gerald Ford. We had Jimmy Carter. um, uh, George Bush, uh, George Bush Jr. and George Bush Sr. All the Bushes there. Uh, So we had all the the ex-presidents. And they, they made a little comments about this person on their birthday and sung her a happy birthday. And I thought, you know, that's a little idea. If, you know, people want, I'll call them audio bouquets. And they can request the voices. I do, I don't know, 60, 70 voices. And they can, you know, and these people will wish that person a happy birthday. We'll customize it to that person, you know. They do a little skit, three minutes or so, and for about the price of a bouquet of flowers. So that's my cheap plug. And of course, for those watching or listening, we'll put it in the show notes so you too can get a, a birthday. Maybe sure. even you too can wish you a happy birthday. Bono's yeah, so one of your voices, right? Well, what's that? Bono? Bono? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> From you too, yeah. Oh, all right. Wish you happy birthday. You know something. Oh, there you go. See, you've got Bono. And if I ever need a Bono, I'm giving you a call, Mark. I'll give you a cut. All right. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> Finder's <laughs> fee. <laughs> there we go. So, Phil, over the years, you you got to do some cool things, crazy things, exorbitant things. Um, kind of give us the the highlights, the lowlights, and the midlights. Okay, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, you know it's, it's it's hard. There's there's so many highlights. I mean, just um, basically the job every day was a lot of fun, and you never knew there was always surprises. Um, got to meet a lot of people you never would have gotten to meet as far as in in a lot of other lines of work. So that was a lot of fun. Um, the low lights. I mean, 
radio was always a, not a very stable business, even when it supposedly when it was family owned and all those good things. You know, everyone blames corporate radio now. Well, it never really was completely stable because uh, you could always be fired at a moment's notice, and people often were. Uh, there were format changes where they would fire entire air staffs, and uh, the the air staff would show up to work. Their keys didn't fit, literally. Um, they were booted out the door, and I made it twice getting fired. You're not a true pro until you've been fired three times, so unfortunately... <laughs> I only got fired twice, and uh, so that's that's one black mark on my on my career. Um, but uh, the the second time I got fired was it led me to Bismarck, which I was fired in the Twin Cities. So that was probably a low. That was a that was a very low point. That was the day I got off the air, and so I'm brought into the the office and given the given the happy news that my services were no longer required. Well, that was the day my first daughter, it was her first day of kindergarten. So my wife spent the whole morning bawling her head off that her baby was off to kindergarten. So she'd just gotten finished crying when I came home and broke the news that I no longer had a job. So that was uh, that was a tough day there. Uh, but uh, we did make it out to Bismarck and and uh, it turned out to be a blessing, as you might say, in disguise. We 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 loved it there, and we, you know we of course, you know we we all know that was a K fire was became my life. Um, did leave for a couple of years in there, but uh, for the most part, K fire was was my life. We had a lot of fun, and you know, getting up with working with people like Mark Kidder was was a gas. You know, doing things like that, and and some of the things we did, like you said, people we interviewed. You know the. the it the people that made us laugh was a lot of fun like ron from lizard lick or or hot lips hooligan was was class uh tommy why so the direct did you ever see the room the worst movie ever made i did not hit her it's not true it's bull <gasps> i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark oh man oh mark okay here mark i don't know if I'll, i did <laughs> i'll i will send you a link I know how much you enjoyed the giant spider invasion from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> that was one of our Ballard's highlights. <laughs> Packers! Watching the uh, movie. But this is, many people say it is the worst movie of all time. And a gentleman named Tommy Wiseau was the director, producer, and the star of the movie. Oh, uh, okay. And just the, the total awkwardness of the movie can't be believed. So I'll just send you a clip of it's about a five-minute clip of the best of the room. So you don't have to watch the whole movie, but get the gist of exactly how bad it is. Uh, but but interviewing him and, and my son, and the room actually became a cult classic with college kids. So my son was in college when he, and he became, everyone was jealous of my son because, oh my God, your dad got to interview Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> so, the director of the worst film ever. So yeah, it was, you know, stuff like that was a lot of fun. It's a great highlight. <laughs> it was a blast. So yeah, there were a lot of great moments and working with a lot of a lot of fun people and um and the listeners. I mean the listeners were awesome. You know, that was just uh you know, they that's what kind of made it worth work coming to work for is the listeners and and they were they were a big part, it was like a big family in a sense. Yeah, I was I always loved it when you get the regulars, uh like the one lady from uh 
<clears throat> out west who would call in the 12 birthdays from around the town yep. and she's she was sounded like she was uh 120 years old or so already <laughs> like, yeah and, and so and so uh, uh and you're and you're like hold on hold on she's like and we got so and so it just keeps going <laughs> you're like uh and then you have to put her on pause because you're back on the air <laughs> like hold on my, a moment. My, another one of the birthday ones i like we used to have one from strasburg that we call and she'd she'd call and say, you know, I have a birthday. I have a birthday for you. I said, okay, who's it for? And she'd say, for Cherry. I'd say, okay, Cherry. No, Cherry. C H E R. No, Cherry. J E R R Y. Cherry. Oh, Cherry. Okay, I gotcha. But she was, she, you know, she was one of those who would call every every morning for a long time. My favorite caller though was one that passed away a few years ago, back in the PMS days um and her name we called her the gopher lady because she would this elderly woman who would call up and tell and tell us all about her adventures sitting out on her porch and shooting pocket gophers with her shotgun <laughs> and she'd give us updates on how many she'd shot that day and and she was very proud of that um so she was a classic and in fact in her obituary it actually did say how much she used to enjoy the phil and mark show and calling in and describing her her escapades with pocket gophers so she was she was awesome that's that's great and yeah well, there were some the record, great listeners i wasn't the mark reference there uh even though we we had quite the time and oh yeah we, we did in fact, uh, Chief Engineer Larry Johnson said that uh, he enjoyed listening to uh, my news segment because I had a good delivery. And so, you thanks, did, Larry. <laughs> you did. You did very. And then weather, you were you were awesome. You know, I was I was hated running up against those hard breaks because uh, there's like tornadoes on the ground, storms. The only hard breaks we really had though was the top of the hour. That was <laughs> yeah. otherwise it was pretty much a free for all. <laughs> It was a free for <laughs> Except when there was, you know, 30 minutes of commercials. You had to squeeze those in. Yep. But, but yeah, we were pretty loose on, you know, this signal will run five minutes. Oops, it went 10. Oh. We we had a lot of fun. Um, we did. We had a great time. Some of your uh, favorite interviews over the years, uh, the, you know, famous or enjoyable. Oh, my. Um, Gosh, there were just so dang many of them. You know, I think most of them actually, I mean, we did interview a lot of famous people, but there were just people that that were um, a lot of fun. Like I said, Ron from Lizardlick, but he wasn't famous when we first called him. You know, it was surprises that you'd, you'd call these people. And there was another one we did back in the 90s. We used to do a game. We'd, we'd spell out things. So we'd say 1-800, and then we'd spell something out like, 1-800-OCTOPUS, so we'd call and see what it did. And we just put it live on the air, we wouldn't ask permission or anything, which eventually got us in a lot of trouble with our boss. You're not asking permission? You know, he was, he would, and that ended that bit. Uh, but but the best one was we called 1-800-SURGEON. I don't know why, but we just wanted to see what happened. Well, it turned out, and I still got the tape of this, literal cassette tape, because it was in the 90s. Uh, it was a guy that did, um, shall we say, enlargement surgery. Um, and he went into great detail on that, which in the 90s, it was a little bit. So, and, and things like that were a lot of fun, you know. 
and you call people from festivals like uh, the world's largest hairball down in South Dakota, the curator of that. Um, you know, things like that were a lot of fun. The Fire Ant Festival in Texas. Those people were a blast. You know what I'm saying? They were they were so much fun. Uh, oh, that's that's one that I forgot. Uh, when we called Paul Tuttle Sr., we had an interview with him from Orange County Choppers. I got uh, Paul Tuttle here. <laughs> What's, what was that? I don't remember that off the top of my head. Uh, so he he was on uh, American Chopper. It's Paul yes. Sr. Okay, Paul gotcha. Jr. Hey, right. uh, yeah, yeah, me and me and Paulie over there, we started uh, making choppers, and uh, you know, then we kind of <laughs> fell out for a while. And uh, I put a chair through the window that one time, and uh, I mean, it's just crazy, you know. But I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I know uh, for me personally, uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh, he I was spent, a lot of fun. I spent almost an hour on the phone with him doing an interview. Uh, he was in, awesome. in the radio days because yeah. at any time he could have been like, "Dude, I I got two minutes. Like, can can I go?" But oh yeah, we and were he sitting kept there going. talking. It was hilarious. Very then, friendly guy too. Yeah. And then, because uh, I even like, you know, how do you develop your new props and 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 the quote unquote yeah. dummies, right? And he said he's, and this is. 2013 right he got a 3d printer he was actually 3d rendering and then figuring out how he wanted the new characters to look before they're even yeah. built and then he 3d prints them and does touch-ups and things from there i'm like that's insane because you know 10 years ago that technology was brand new oh and ventriloquism is such a, a talent i just admire i just mm -hmm. when i watch people do it um, I mean, I could do the voice thing, but to do that and not move your lips, it's just incredible, you know, and, and just, it's, it's crazy to watch that. And, and I really admire that. It, it's something I sure can't do. You can do it on this show because sometimes it gets out of sync. And so then, yeah. I mean, basically you're doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But we, did you ever, uh, did you ever get nervous when you'd interview someone famous? Th there were a couple times when going like right before it. Cause I'm like, what the hell do I talk to this person about? Because <laughs> I'm just Joe Schmo radio guy from yeah. Bismarck, North Dakota. So like they're, I'm not high on their priority list, but, uh, uh, talking to some of the, the rock bands before they came to the uh, area. Sure. Oh yeah. Really got comfortable doing that. Uh, and then on my birthday, I got to interview, uh, Jason Newstead and Mike Mushak. So Jason Newstead used to be the bassist for Metallica. And of course, you know sure. how much I love Metallica. Yeah. And in there I was like, I get to interview them. I know. Uh, Did you get tongue tied at all while you were interviewing them? Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, My most embarrassing yeah. experience of being tongue tied. This was when I was first starting out. I was probably 20 years old. And um, I was working in Esterville, Iowa, my first full-time radio job, but I went to uh, interview the, the twins game. They got press passes. And so I went and I got to go sit in the dugout with Gene Mock, the then manager of the twins. And I got to interview John Castino, who was a, an amazing third baseman. Who unfortunately, his career was shortened because of an injury, but then Gene Mock was one of the great managers of all time, uh, major league baseball. Um, so I'm interviewing Gene Mock sitting there on the bench and I'm asking question, question, and, and things are going fine. And then all of a sudden, total blank. I can't think of what I'm going to say. It was like I had nothing. 
And I know I had a question two seconds ago, but also I'm just total brain cramp. <laughs> so I, I'm just looking at him and his he's got these steely gray eyes just staring at me like waiting for me to say something it was like the most awkward 10 it's where i wish they had the reality sound effect the reality story where i said that you know it was it was the most awkward five or ten seconds which seemed like you know a minute where i was doing that and he was just staring at but but that was the worst time I ever and after that i said okay when I interview someone from now on, I'm writing down 10 questions. I won't need them all, but I'll have them, you know, just in case. And so for several years, I did that. I would not do an interview without writing down uh, several questions so that that would never happen again. <laughs> I, I remember, you know, along those lines of kind of a flub uh, or losing your train of thought because you're you're focusing on what their answer is and then you yep. get what the next part is. Yep. Uh, but uh, I was interviewing a band and I had done research before they came into the studio. So it's not even over the phone where you can yeah. like fake it of like, oh yeah, yeah. And this, right. You're, so you're just like that sitting down in person, looking at them and I'm talking to them. I'm like, yeah, you know, when you did this song and this song and I forgot or missed the part where he had left slash been fired from that band and wasn't with that band anymore. And they had a different singer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I you know, oh, forgot. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> happened to all of us. That's, that's happened to all of us. <laughs> Good job. You maroon. <laughs> like, how's your mom? She's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, we all have those moments. And especially, you know, 44 years, I'm going to have one or two of those. And I, and I certainly did. So, Or when technology doesn't cooperate. Which can happen. That's right. Whether it's the board, the computer, the transmitter, the, yep. the tape deck playing, the computer playing. And now and we I go here. I feel bad about that because that circumstance is beyond your control. You know, it's, right. well, what can you do? <laughs> I, when it was I my always, mess up, I felt bad, but if it was, you know. I always hated it because it was, you're sitting there trying to do the thing and you're like, why is it doing this thing? Come on, it's done. Good go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of technical mess ups, uh, my battery is at about 2% of my phone here. So I think I'm going to have to say happy trails for the night. Au revoir. Well, Phil, it's been a true honor to have you on the show. Hey, you're it's welcome. been an honor for me. You're welcome to belly up to the bar at any time. Come join us. Uh, we appreciate you taking time to uh, hang out with us. And, uh, I know H Howard, he's been laughing on the inside because if he laughs on the outside, he might throw up. So, <laughs> uh, More like snot shooting out of my nose and gallons. So. <laughs> about, about the same effect. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll do it again. And Thanks man, for having me on. It was a lot of fun. We got to hit up uh, at least 18 holes of golf and have a, a couple more beers uh, in memory of Orville. So. And you know what, Mark? If you're ever looking for a little getaway this time of year when it's, it's not so cold down here, you want a little break from the cold, want to come down and catch a Rockies game at uh, Columbus, you know, let me know. We've got a, we've got, I got a great basement apartment here for you. Come on out. We'll, we'll try a couple of beers and. And we'll uh, give it a go. You're welcome. The door is open, buddy. But I appreciate that. That's another uh, arena I need to check off my list. So yep. looking forward to it. And uh, Phil, 
Oh, and those Blue Jackets tickets are cheap. They're about the cheapest in the league. So I'm I'm good with that, especially yep. with the uh, you know Stanley Cup champs. Especially an old retired guy on a fixed income, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're always looking for those basement deals anyway. Oh, we, yeah. We worked in radio. Don't forget exactly. it. <laughs> but exactly. It wouldn't be an opportunity at this point of all of this if I wouldn't go, Phil, thanks. Mark, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate Mark. you being on, and we'll, we'll catch you mm, on the road. Yeah. Good night, my friend. <laughs> Galdang. That's hilarious. I, I love having Phil on the show, and uh, I'm glad that, you know, almost 100 episodes, it took this long, but, uh, you know, he was busy doing radio, and, of course, we do this a complete opposite end of the day than when he was awake. So there was that, and then uh, after retiring, moving, well, <clears throat> you got to get settled. You know how it is, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Well, I'm on again some point because, well, dang it, we didn't tell all the stories, and you know they're they're never done. So, yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's a lot more that we could talk about, and I it, it'd be interesting to get his opinion on some of the other normal topics we have on this show. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of topics, I mean, we still have some left and we still have some time left because we haven't been talking for a while yet. Well, I haven't been talking for a while. You, you would, you would Phil carried the first half of this show, which I, I appreciate, uh, since battling this bug, it's, uh, I mean, I literally drug my, my butt out of bed. It's just enough time to get down here and get this set up. So, uh, Having Phil on at least allowed for me to uh, get a break and be able to hopefully carry through the second half of this show. So I like it. I like it. I like it. I I sent you the a link earlier today because I came across the uh, article uh, and one of the topics we'll hit real quick with uh, wrestling. Because <clears throat> you know some interesting things this week with with wrestling, especially coming off of Royal Rumble, and if by now you have not seen the results of the Royal Rumble, or you're curious on our take on it, we have that video and audio available. Just go back a couple weeks and watch or listen to our specific review. One of the things was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Well, apparently now there's a potential, and I, I swear this. This has to be a joke, but there's the potential that there will be a cinnamon toast crunch match at WrestleMania 39. And for me, that asks the question, what in the cinnamon French toast is this? <laughs> because why? I mean, it's a sponsorship deal, but eh. allegedly <clears throat> piece of the sponsorship with that is brand integration. So there is the potential that a, a surprise or a new sponsor will be Cinnamon Toast Crunch at WrestleMania. And they're, they're trying to keep this under wraps in the box for now. But 
sounds like a sponsorship match will happen at WrestleMania. And so we'll see. Other sponsors for WrestleMania include Pepsi and Take Two, as well as Mars slash Snickers. And we know that the past, I don't know, 10 years at least, I think Snickers has been a sponsor of WrestleMania. So we will see what happens if it is actually cinnamon toast crunch uh first of all howard your thoughts on a sponsored match like that well here's here's the my interesting way because i actually read the article while i was laying in bed uh, you know because not much else i could do D- did you get to the part of the article though kidder where not only were they talking about this possible cinnamon toast crunch match at WrestleMania, but they said that there's the possibility of having these sponsored matches in pay-per-views going forward. So this is just the beginning. The doors are open. You know, anybody, we're going to get crazy themed matches all the time. Hopefully they're better than uh, the uh, pitch black, the Mountain Dew pitch black match uh, ended up being. So, which I I don't, don't like it. The theme matches. Uh, It depends on what you do with it. Like, and I've seen mixed reports. Uh, Some people were okay with the black lights at the Royal Rumble. Some people were not. Some people said you could still see. So that was great. Other people said it was hard to see. I think a lot of people were turned off by the pointless Uncle Howdy jump stunt at the end. Uh, Yeah, there's... Oh, you know, I think there was a lot of issues there, but I, I just worry that this stuff gets to be cheesy, you know, where we get a box of cinnamon toast crunch on a pole match, you know, and here's Things the funny like thing. In NDWF, we already did a Pepsi and a pole match. So literally, they'll be stealing our gimmick, but blatantly stealing it instead of just kind of stealing it. They'll actually be stealing our gimmick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I, except I'm going to guess that you guys didn't think to trademark Pepsi on a pole match. I'm sure we can weasel something in there. I mean, we only used it 20 years ago, so. <clears throat> but uh, the the other piece of it uh, with the Rumble match, I enjoyed the lighting in the terms that you could actually see them, unlike the horrid, complete red lighting that was was there for those matches with the feet. Excuse me, with the fiend. So there, there yeah. is that. I think that there's so much more they could have done with that match that that's the sad point. Because if you had black like like that, it would have been so easy, depending on what you do, you know, to to do some things like body switching and and such. You know, if, if Bray had just worn like a mask, and that was the only thing that lit up, you know, you could have him you know, on one side of the ring, but then appear on the other side of the ring because you have somebody in the same mask, if that's the only thing glowing. There, you know, there were things that could have played into that creepy, supernatural side of Bray that they could have done if they would have thought it out, and it would have been at least more interesting than just a 
no DQ match, you know? So I, I, I like the idea of the black light. I think there was a lot of possibilities. I just don't think that they thought further into it than that. That's the sad part. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's how it goes. In a recent interview of CNBC, Nick Khan says he expects WWE to be sold within three months. He also mentioned that Vince McMahon would be willing to step down after WWE is sold. Khan also reiterated once again that Vince McMahon is not involved in the creative direction of WWE. And David Farber told Dick Khan that Comcast likely has no interest in buying WWE, potentially ruling them out as one of the uh, suitors to take over ownership of WWE. Interesting. Which leaves the Saudi Arabians and NBC Universal. Other than that, uh, wrestling this week, some good matches on uh, Dynamite. And uh, that includes uh, Hangman Page and John Moxley. Uh, that one was a little brutal, and Moxley got busted open again. Also, Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the TNT title. And that was a hardcore match, or their you know equivalent, no DQ or no count out or whatever. <clears throat> and Samoa Joe got got absolutely destroyed in the face. He ended up getting it looked like probably ten plus stitches right right across his eyebrow and above the bridge of his nose, and uh, it looked horrible when uh, the photo was showed uh, after the fact, after he got cleaned up and stitched up. But a gruesome match there, and that actually came from uh, getting smoked by the back of the table being thrown onto him. It, it just bashed his forehead. So uh, that was a crazy match, and uh, he is now once again the TNT champion and Wardlow showed up again and started beating him up because Wardlow has been out with an injury for a little while there. <clears throat> um, other good matches, you know, overall dynamite was a good episode and Monday night raw was, eh, it's, uh, it's raw cut it back an hour. Should make some things happen like that. That'd be a lot better but they won't, <clears throat> is what it is. Some fallout from the Rumble. Cody cut a pretty good promo at the start of the show. And apparently uh, fallout from the Rumble as well, that Lesnar has some backstage heat because he went off script at the Rumble after he got eliminated with the, the stuff I was talking about with him hitting the table with the steps and, and throwing the official over the barricade and things like that. Ah, yeah. And especially since like he made like $3 million for the three minutes he was in that match. So uh, I can, I can if, only, if only, 
I, I can see some people being upset. Here's one kidder that I've been seeing a lot of with the rubble. I want your opinion on. Apparently, there's some uh, backlash about the rubble and the fact that Cody won it. People mm-hmm. are complaining that it was very predictable that Cody wins. And yet, if you kind of go before the rubble, like everybody who was talking about it wanted Cody to win. Yep. There's a bunch of wishy-washy people running their mouths online. That's kind of how I take it. You know, it's, you know, yes, sometimes the rubble can be predictable. But it, it kind of depends on the storytelling that you're telling you. You have Cody coming back. He left hot. It makes sense. The only other person that people are really clamoring to face Roman Reigns was Sami Zayn, who wasn't in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they've they've done enough to make that interesting. And that'll so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found that interesting. I agree. Because. <clears throat> On those lines, with uh, uh, Cody, and you know, I didn't want Cody to win. I uh, had a conversation with a couple coworkers about that and their thoughts because you know, they're kind of like, I don't know, you know, Cody doesn't seem like he built it up, and and the way I explained it is, for me, number one, when Cody left as Stardust, he was stuck in that gimmick. That was what he was given, and I would feel stifled in that. Stuck wanting to go somewhere else, wanting to do something else, especially not even being able to change your character. So obviously he wanted out. He went to AEW, and he was part of the executive team. He was part of the leadership. And yeah, you get to develop and have some big storylines compared to like the lower-level talent. But... When he said that he will never be the world champion in AEW, and he stuck with it, that builds cred with me. He was a TNT champ, and uh, you know other lower level champions, and, and, and sure, like you need to build up your your brand, help the younger talent, and develop those storylines. And so, I'm fine with that. And then when he left because of the disagreements there and uh, the might. He came back to WWE. They let him be Cody and uh, more of his persona, more control over his character. And then the extreme rule or hell in a cell, the hell in a cell pay per view incident happened where he ripped the muscle right off the bone. And you can't fake that. That that was real. And most other people would not be allowed to wrestle, and they would not wrestle. He went in. He did it. He wasn't going to mess it up any worse than it already was messed up. Went in. Had a hell of a match. Huge props for me because... I can't imagine how much that hurts. I mean, you look at how black and blue and and red that whole area was, right? For me, that that really brought a lot of respect uh, for me. And so, yeah, I feel he was also hot when he left. 
He was out on injury. They made sure people didn't forget about him with occasional check-ins or promos. And then <clears throat> they even announced that he was coming back. They didn't say he was number 30. Uh, I had mentioned that he shared a post with the number four. And so I don't know if it was four days or if it was number four in the Rumble when he would come out. But again, that changed, and that could have been a game day decision. But I give him the credit, and I think he's worked hard enough and long enough and is good enough to be in that main event picture. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, you know, you jumped right to him with the founding of AEW, it doesn't talk about all of the time that he spent at impact and in new Japan and such building this persona that you're seeing now, you know, the suit wearing, you know, Cody. It, he, he has spent a long time building this, uh, this gimmick. It's all, it has been a lot of work and it's over and people, like it and so yeah the worst thing they could have done was try to change it mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of people like you're mentioning they wanted gunther to win and i don't feel that he needs to win right now yeah he co-set the record and he was the mvp of of the rumble but he's new he yeah he's not that new but in WWE main roster terms, he and Imperium are pretty new. And he's the Intercontinental Champion. He, he's still, you know, building the Ring General uh, shtick. And, and so I don't feel he's in a position to have a main event match yet. I, I think he could. I, I really do think that he could. Uh, but I think that you don't need him right now. You know, you have Cody coming back. Cody's hot. Sami Zayn is really hot right now. Kevin Owens is really hot right now. Do you do you need him in the picture? Not yet. Not yet. But he's there. And by doing things like having him be, have a very strong showing in the Rumble, you know what? It's not going to take much to, to fire him up to a title picture. You don't need him to win the rumble to be a, you know, a serious threat. So that's how I look at it. Sure. According to uh, Booker T on his own uh, Hall of Fame podcast, uh, which is called the Booker T Hall of Fame podcast. Uh, he says his in-ring days are officially over following his appearance in the Royal Rumble. He says, I'm done, man. I'm done this time. I'm serious. The Rumble this year, it let me know, man. It never gets old, but the old body does. The old body just, you know, you can't push yourself too hard like that. Man's got to know his limitations. So he's calling it quits. So the last in-ring uh, appearance of Booker T set uh, this year's Royal Rumble. Hmm. Man, I mean, that's kind of sad, you know, because we don't have a King Booker anymore or, you know, his other uh, personas. But good for him. I mean, it, you know, 
It's time. Yeah. I mean, better to know when exactly you should uh, hang up the boots instead of doing like Flair. And because uh, I, I saw recently where Flair made some comments about how he uh, he absolutely he absolutely regrets his last match uh, that he did uh, not that long ago. He he didn't like it. He wasn't happy with it, but he's he's not going to wrestle another one. But it gets to be that. I mean, even uh, if you watched The Undertaker's The Last Ride docuseries, he really struggled with when, when and what was his last match. And he had a couple that did live up to his expectations. And, well, I got to come back because I can't let that be the last one. So uh, better to recognize that and be done than to, you know, live with that terrible performance as your last match. Kind of surprising, too. I mean, it's good that he didn't, but kind of surprising that Ric Flair made it through his last match. Yeah. At one point, he passed out during it. I I didn't see it, but I heard that it was really rough. So That's how it goes. Um, And it'll probably be this show if we end up having enough money to make it that long. Uh what? Nothing. <laughs> must be must be the time of the month when the bill, the invoices come. You just got the old begging cup out. <laughs> Please, yeah. sir, I want to podcast some more. Hold on. Please, sir. Please, sir. Uh, have just a spot of podcasting. I just want one more episode, and maybe another after that. Please, sir. Well, should we dive into some of these other stories we have? Let's let's do just that. All right. Well, this first one, Kidder. Uh, this was what you sent me, so I'll I'll, I'll let you. Uh, Talk about this fat tire beer controversy. Yeah, so I find this one interesting. And interesting in the sense of the show talks about beer and alcohol, right? So this is right in our wheelhouse. Well, fat tire, as recent as... December and into January changed their recipe for fat tire. And not only changed the recipe, they changed the can and it looks different. I've had fat tire. I enjoy fat tire. But there are so many people online complaining about The new taste, the new texture, the new bottle, the new can, the new look, the going woke over everything, essentially. And, I mean, the comments go on and on. Uh, I don't specifically know how many comments there are, but it, it literally goes on and on and on, right? And a lot of people, the, the funny piece about it is, 
when they look at the new can, it looks like the Miller Lite can. So, kind of interesting. They they changed the classic look of the Fat Tire can and logo to be white with a blue logo and label. So, not quite a fan of the look. Uh, the second piece, here's what Fat Tire has to say. For more than 30 years, Fat Tires introduced an entire generation of drinkers to craft beer. Oh, it's a craft beer. And shown up time and again as a leader on climate, including as America's first certified carbon neutral beer. But as both craft beer and the climate crisis have evolved, it's time for Fat Tire to change too. Today, we're officially launching a reimagined fat tire, including a bold new design and modernized recipe to help inspire the next generation around better beer and a better planet. Fat tire now tastes crisper and brighter and sports a new fresh look, all with the goal mobilizing more beer drinkers to join us in a movement to protect our planet. Whether you love great beer love our planet or both we hope you'll give it a try people went off big time on this flagship beer that is no longer the beer that it was <clears throat> i mean even the original they they changed the original original bottle where it had just the bike on the front and then they changed it to essentially just the text fat tire and now in the new iteration that is literally a ripoff of the Miller Lite can. And I I looking at uh, the pictures and the comparison it now looks, instead of uh, kind of an amber ale, it looks like a light beer. And that's not fat tire. You know, when you order a fat tire, you expect a nice golden ale and, and that aroma and finish. And now you're getting a Bud Light. I mean, I love Bud Light, and, and Howard loves a good Bud Light, too. But if you're in the mood for a fat tire and somebody brings you... You know, a Coors Light or Miller Light. I, I didn't pay ten dollars to get this, and it, it's interesting because uh, you know we're we're always talking about controversy on the show, and man, it's beer and it's controversial. So damn it, we got to talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds like an interesting uh story and don't know what to think uh you kind of would hate to you know change your beers you know like the recipe uh because people you know you get to be a fan of something you you want it to taste the same every time i want to know when i pick up this can of 1919 root beer that it's going to taste like every other can of 1919 root beer i've ever had you don't want that change so it's like when they did uh, like new Coke, people didn't like it because you changed the recipe. So it seems like a, a bad move, like a very bad, bad move. 
Yep. It's it's true. A lot of people were referencing the new Coke thing too. Hey, look what this major corporation did. How did it turn out from for them? Oh, very poorly. Right. I don't know. I'm sure some people were were actually uh, interested in trying it or actually liked the new recipe of Coke. And if I ever tried it, I don't remember. <laughs> it was a long time think, ago. Yeah, I don't think I ever tried it either. So, yeah. No. Well, Kidder, I'll, I, I see your controversy and I'll, I'll meet you with another controversy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, this controversy follows the YouTuber Mr. Beast. Have you ever heard of Mr. Beast, Kidder? I want to say yes, but um, I, I I don't know. So okay. enlighten me. So, so Mr. Beast is currently the biggest YouTuber content creator on YouTube. Uh, he's got close to 100 million subscribers. He's going to be the first YouTube billionaire. Uh, he's produces a lot of different content over a lot of different channels. Uh, but one of the things is, is that he's part of his career has been built up on charity. One of his first viral videos was giving $10,000 to a homeless guy, you know? Uh, so he's, he's done a lot of charity things. He, even one of his channels is Mr. Beast philanthropy. It's dedicated to all of the, you know, his efforts. I mean, he has bought out whole grocery stores and donated all the, all of the food to food pantries. I mean, he's done some amazing stuff. So he had a new video that came out uh, where he basically paid uh, for a procedure for a thousand people around the world to basically cure their blindness. Uh, basically, and I'm not the medical professional in the, uh, the blues household, that would be... Uh, I'd be lefty. Uh, but basically what this does is takes with the lens. If you, it's, uh, it kind of gets cloudy and basically it sucks out the cloudy stuff and builds an artificial lens. It's like a 10 minute procedure, but it can restore vision. And so he paid for a thousand people around the world to get, you know, to, to regain sight. And now he's getting called out for it. People are attacking him because, you know, they, they say you are doing this stunt only to build your brand. That's why you're doing this. It's, it's so you could grow your brand and appear like a nice guy. You know, it's, you know, which I just find crazy. You know, the guy paid, you know, for a thousand people to be able to see, you know, and on top of that, I've watched the video. Not only did he do that, but he, he gave a couple of people who were very hard up 10 grand on that video. He had uh, one young man who wanted to be able to see so he could buy a car so he could drive. And uh, Mr. B surprised him by buying him a Tesla. Hmm. You know, just, you know, it was like a very generous, you know, video. And, 
you know, does he, you know, does it grow as Brad? Sure. People are going to look at it and go, yeah, cool. That he's doing this, you know, charity work. Uh, but yeah, I just, I find it sad how people are attacking him. Basically overdoing it. Some people have, uh, made the point like isn't it kind of sad that we have a procedure that can cure some forms of blindness and we put it behind a paywall and it's like well yes but at the same time you know doctors have to pay for the equipment to do it and their time makes sense you know but i've just kind of been laughing at that controversy uh because it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous that somebody could do something for so many people and uh, get criticized for it. And he actually had a uh, pretty good tweet report to it, if I can find it real fast. So, so this is what Mr. Beast wrote on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Rich people should help others with their money. Me. Okay. I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give away all my money before I die. Every single penny. Twitter. Mr. Beast is bad. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this guy, Kidder, as I said, he's going to be probably the first YouTube billionaire. He uh, he's so obsessed with his work and such. He doesn't own a house. He he bought a, a warehouse to be his studio and his offices, and he basically put a small apartment into his office. Like he he that's where he lives is in his warehouse. He doesn't have a you know he's not one of these YouTubers who's made it big and buys the big million dollar mansion and the fancy cars and any of that no he lives a very minimalist lifestyle and he all the uh, most of the money he makes he either puts back into his company to make his stuff better or he does charity work with it so it's it's just kind of interesting uh i've watched quite a few of his videos they're 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 all right they're entertaining they're decent so, yeah, yeah, that's why we can't have nice things. People, I just, it just makes me sad. It makes yeah. me sad. I mean, you know, even if we took a a, a nice, I don't know, five ten thousand dollars to help this show stay afloat, I mean, that'd be all right. <laughs> Keep us on the air for another couple of years. <laughs> The thing that nobody is begging for. <laughs> I guess when you put it that way. Did uh, did local geek send us some controversy? Uh, not a controversy. He sent oh. us a fun story, though. I don't know if you uh, if you read it. I did not have a moment to read it. Ah, I, I I was just so you know what I was doing. I was reminiscing on Groundhog Day. The movie, which was Groundhog Day yesterday, Punxsutawney Phil saw a shadow. Of course, we're getting six more weeks of winter. But you do have to remember that 
Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your boots because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. And, you know, you could expect to travel later today with that, you know, that, uh, that blizzard thing. <laughs> that blizzard thing. That blizzard thing. Oh, well, here's the report. The National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Yes, they are. But, you know, there's another reason why today is especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold. Okay, but there's a big question on everybody's lips. On their chapped lips. On their chapped lips, right. Do you think Phil is going to come out and see his shadow? Punks, it's on Phil. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day! Okay. <laughs> you were saying? I was wondering how long it was going to be before you worked that in. Because you did it last year, too. <laughs> and I didn't screw it up this year. We're making progress. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the local geek sent us an article. Uh, it's titled, That's Not Australia. New Yorker Book's Trip to Wrong Sydney Ends Up in Billings. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, this was written by Haley Monaco. Uh, just to credit the actual writer of this as I uh, read it. Uh, a long-awaited dream vacation was in Kingsley Burnett's future, a cruise departing from Sydney, Australia. The New York man could barely contain his excitement on the first leg of his trip until he looked out the window of his airplane. I saw a mountain, a mountain top covered in white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble, said 62-year-old Burnett on Wednesday. When he touched down in Billings last week, the snow was the small... Uh, when he touched down in Billings last week, the snow and the small Cape Air jet waiting to take him to Sydney, Montana were the giveaways that he made a mistake. It's a matter of acronyms. The SYD as opposed to SDY. Somebody has to fix that, he said, referring to the airport codes used to each destination. SYD is Australia and SDY is Eastern Montana. Burnett said he was trying to be frugal when purchasing the tickets and should have focused more on the final destination rather than booking the cheaper flight. With no need to head to Sydney, Burnett instead went to the American Airlines ticket desk in Billings and met Carol Castellano. He was really funny. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem, Castellano said. She took him away from the desk, sat him down, and helped him out. He wouldn't have made it to the correct Sydney in time to catch his full cruise. So Castellano instead booked him a flight home at a hotel room at the Boot Hill Inn for the night. And he rescheduled his trip to Australia for June. For Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with, Burnett said. After his night in Billings, it was time for him to head back to the airport. The general manager of the Boot Hill Inn, Shelly Mann, was happy to help Burnett get back to catch his flight. It goes on from there. But yes, basically, he, uh, he booked the wrong... Sydney, it ended up in Montana instead of Australia. So, yeah, a fun story from the uh, local geek. The bigger question is what did he end up doing in Sydney, Montana? Well, if you were listening, he didn't actually go to Sydney, he stopped mm -hmm. and stayed in Billings. Mm -hmm. And they were able to book him a flight the next day to go back to New York. Mm -hmm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Proof that Kinner wasn't really listening to what Howard was reading. <laughs> I read it once. <laughs> At some point. 
<sighs> How is this show still on the air? Oh, right. <laughs> the first half. That was good. <laughs> Kinder, Kinder used all of his focus in that first half. He's, he's on cruise mode the rest of the way. He's, he's like, I'm phoning it in from here. <laughs> yeah. The phone just got hung up. <laughs> it just done. Gosh. Kinder, it's only like 8.10. Normally we would, uh, you know, wouldn't start recording for like another hour. So maybe that's why. I'm, this time last week I was just leaving work. <laughs> I was going to say, did you not get into like your, your pre-show nap? Uh, uh, you know, no, no time for naps. And you know what happens when I nap? My head hurts and it feels like a bus ran me over and then back, back over the top of me. Uh, well, Kinder... We've been talking for quite a while, and uh, I, I feel the sickness getting heavy on me again. Uh, I know it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, uh, but we should probably wrap this thing up. And to do that, it's time for us to give some plugs. Hmm. Maybe even not so cheap tonight. I mean, we, we could do the cheap version, but, you know, I oh. figured we had Phil on, so, you know. Might want to step it up a notch. Right. Okay. Well, you, yes, you, right now, this very second, you have the opportunity to listen because we already are uh, about to give our giveaway, but you have to be entered by pretty much when this comes out to win the free pint glass. Am I doing my math right, Howard Blues? I think so, but you know what? I've hopped up on uh, cold med, so who knows? So this airs on February 17th, and yes, that means it's too late at this point by the time they see it. But who's going to win? Who could it be? Who won the pint glass? Find out. Yeah, I don't know. And when do they find out? 100th episode. Yep. It's right around the corner. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean, we're literally two weeks from it. Two weeks. 100th episode. It's crazy. This is insane. But yeah. we finally made it to 100 real episodes. Real what? Well, that's a question for you to answer. So... While I'm saying all of this, please go visit us on our Facebook page. Like us there. Visit our Instagram page. Like us there. Subscribe. Go to our YouTube page. Like us there. And iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher FM, IMDB, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are also on Pandora and uh, uh, probably a few others, including Podbean. So if you're on an audio service, if you'd like to listen to podcasts on the, the various services, and if you've made it this far, perhaps on the video version, thank you. But uh, if you have any of those services, please search for us, Beer, Blues, and BS. Click subscribe and share us for free. We appreciate it. You know, sharing the episodes on your Facebook page or your Instagram page or any of the other social medias that are out there helps us get the word out. And we certainly do appreciate you helping us get the word out to other people because, well, sharing is caring. 
And I mean, a quality episode like the first half of this episode, that is the perfect chance to get more fun to more people. So help us by helping uh, you, yourself. Share it all over the place. And while you're at it, visit BeerBluesBS.com. BeerBluesBS.com. On there, you can uh, see all the info about the show. You can listen to the audio versions of the shows uh, right there on the page. Plus, you can visit our merch store, get some quality merchandise, just like this Triple B glass right there, BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. And while you're there, you can also buy us a beer because... Uh, as you can see from my uh, Triple B beer fridge here, well, I'm running out of stock. I got to go fill up at some point here in the near future. And so how can you help us? Well, go to BeerBluesBS.com and click the Buy Us a Beer button right there on the home page or right at the top in the menu. $2, $5, buy us a round. It's up to you. If you want to even donate just a dollar, that's uh, totally fine, too. Buy us a shot of beer. Beerbluesbs.com. You can even leave a message in the message uh, bar or box there and then submit that with it. We'll share it right here on the screen and talk about you for sharing with the show. And so we are looking forward to hearing from you. Right there on uh, beerbluesbs.com. So that uh, pretty much covers it. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of the above. If you want to email us, you can email me, Kidder, at beerbluesbs.com. He's Howard at beerbluesbs.com. We also have Rude Boy Kyle and Brother Nico. Uh, their information coming up soon right here on the closing portion of the credits of this episode. So I suppose it's about that time. Let's put a nifty little bow on this quality episode for Howard Blues, who's under the weather. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder, controlling the weather because I'm the king of convection. Make sure your glass is at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down to that thawing Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you in the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. We had some, we had some good ones. A couple of roof shakers. I'm trying to figure out what the, what I want. Alright, anyway. So we'll uh, we'll open it up and then We'll introduce you and then and then it can become the Phil Parker show.
Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, again, since I know you've seen all the episodes, you know that we usually go for like two hours, so don't feel obligated to stay for the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I might make it about half that, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Besides that, I forgot to do, I was we were out running errands all day, so my battery on my phone is not real high. So I only sure. probably have a limited time here. Sure. Do you have a so, webcam on your computer you want to fire up before we start? Or I don't I don't know. I've never used it. I just got this oh. computer. Oh. I just bought it. <laughs> oh, well. So sweet. It's good for yeah. voice work. Yep. I needed something a little better. And I found this thing on clearance at Sam's Club for it's 12 gigabytes. Uh -huh. And it's uh, it was normally like a thousand and about nine hundred and some bucks. They had a clearance; it was the last one for two ninety something. And okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so and then I looked up on Amazon. Yeah, they're all going for about nine hundred and some. So I got a pretty good deal on that. <laughs> like we'll take it. Bargain basement shopping at its. It finest. was garage sale, man. It was great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome.